Amen. Lord, we're here in your presence, this holy place, this upper room. We're here with our Savior, our healer, our maker, our creator, Savior of the world. We're in the same place as you, Lord. And we're forever grateful for that, for opening the doorway to us, for tearing that curtain for us. We'll forevermore worship you face to face, Jesus. And we're so grateful for that. Lord, we thank you for being our Lord and our God. And we love to worship you together in this place. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you continue to uh, make your presence known to us this morning. Continue to intensify your anointing as we sit now around the table and feast on your kingdom on your thoughts and on your ways. Holy Spirit, we, can't, we pray that you would come and inspire, breathe upon these words that we hear this morning so we can experience you even more. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Take your seats. Wow. What a presence of God here this morning. Good to be back, Steve and Chrissy. You missed that, yeah? Good to have you back. Wow, thank you, Kelly, for leading us into that moment. Thank you, Jordan and Cassia. It's been the three girls this morning, isn't it? Beautiful ministry. I want to read you uh, a scripture this morning. It's the very first writing. It's the book of Genesis chapter 1. And uh, I don't know, we'll see if we can get through this whole thing. You right? The whole Bible. See how far we get. I'm just going to start reading and, and, and just see when you drop off, but I'll, I'll stop then. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God hovered over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness night. And evening passed and morning came, marking the first day. Verse 6. six. Then God said, let there be space between the waters to separate the waters of the heavens from the waters of the earth. And that, and that is what happened. God made this space to separate the waters of the earth from the waters of the heavens, and God called the space sky. And evening passed and morning came, marking the second day. You still with me? It's good to hear this stuff. I mean, you don't hear this much anymore. We hear all these false ways that the, everything came into being. We don't hear the, the true way much these days. So I thought we'd just pause and do this this morning. Verse 9, Then God said, Let the waters beneath the sky flow together into one place so dry ground may appear. And that is what happened. Let's go to verse 13. An evening passed, morning came, marking the third day. Verse 14, Then God said, Then God said, 
Let lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them be the signs to mark seasons and days and years. And that is what happened. Verse 20, Then God said, Let the waters swarm with fish and other life. Let the skies be filled with birds of every kind. And that's exactly what happened. Verse 24, Then God said, Let the earth produce every sort of animal, each producing offspring of its own kind, livestock, small animals, a scurry along the ground, and so on. Verse 26, Then God said, You're picking up my theme this morning. Then God said, Let us make human beings in our own image. God, I just pray for your help right now to to communicate your thoughts for these next 20 minutes. We're open to hear you. We're open to understand you. Amen. Wow. Someone's Bible is reading for us. That's awesome. That's all right. (laughs) I feel like I didn't do it justice now. Romans 4.17 says this. It says that he is the God that calls into existence the things that are not as though they were. He is the God that uses his mouth, he uses his voice, and he calls things into existence that are not as though they already were. I mean, what an amazing God. What an amazing being he is to not have to work his hands together, but just to speak. And the power in his speech can create things from nothing. Are you serious? No wonder it's not preached very much these days because, man, you've got to have a lot of faith to understand this being because he is not of this world. There is no other sign of any being in this world that is remotely similar to the God that we worship. He's far above all other gods ever invented. I'm interested in this morning about his speech, about the fact that he calls things up. He he uses his voice and he calls things into being. I want to look at three Areas that he calls, that, that he uses his call. Three, three areas of life that he uses his call. Like, you know, the, uh, like, you know, the birds, you hear them calling to each other sometimes. That, that, that's the kind of message I want to portray to you this morning, that God is, is calling. He's, he's putting his voice out. He's putting sound out for three different areas this morning. The first one is the call to existence. We read it this morning in Genesis chapter 1. He is a God who calls things into being. You know, I want you to understand and, and receive a revelation this morning that you as a created being were called into being. You were called into existence. Before you were formed, 
inside your mother's womb, there was a call that went out from heaven for your life, for you to be created. It didn't start with your, your parents coming together. It started with a call from God, from heaven, because there was no you in this world. And he wanted a you in this world, so he put a call out. And he used the same very voice that called stars from nowhere into being, used that same voice in calling you into existence. Does that make you feel special? It should. should make you feel important. Nobody should ever feel like they're a mistake. No one should ever feel that they're, they're, they're a nobody because God used that same voice that created creation to call you into being just how you are. He spoke, he called, and you began your forming in that womb. We really should understand our worth by thinking like this. But you know what? God is still, still calling things from nothing into existence. He didn't just work for six days and rest and stop but there was another six days. Who knows that, that, that Monday comes around again straight after Sunday? Who knows that the Sabbath is not the end of all? It's just the break before you go back to work again. And it's what Jesus, it's what, the, what our Creator God did. He created, He created, He created, He created, He created. I think that was six. He rested. Then He goes back to creating and creating and creating and creating and creating and creating. And then rest. Somebody was counting then. That was for that one person counting. And he's still creating to this day. He's still creating young babies every day. He's still creating things out of nothing every day. He didn't work once and sits back and watches from here on in. He is involved and he's speaking out. He's calling things still into existence for the very first time. So that's my first point he calls into existence. Fun, funny enough, before I move on from this point, he's also the God that doesn't just call things at their beginning, but even at the end, he can call them again. And I'm reminded of the, the example of Lazarus who passes. He was, he was Jesus' friend and he passed and, and um, Jesus got word, so he, he had... To the, to the home. It was four days now had passed by the time uh, Jesus got there. And, um, and there's, this is that passage in the Bible, that famous short line where it says Jesus wept because he was a close friend of his. And he wept because he was, had been dead for four days. And they say there's even an element, the reason why he wept was because the, these women had lost the word that the, that Jesus was going to bring Lazarus back and they'd, they'd actually prepared him for burial, never to see him again, wrapped him up. And maybe that was why Jesus wept, but we, we don't know exactly. But we do know that Jesus, and I believe with the very same voice that spoke stars into being in the, the beginning, that spoke the heavens and the, and the sky and the sun and everything we see, the same voice that spoke, I wonder if 
that was the same sound that came from Christ's mouth as he stood outside that house and he called out, Lazarus, come forth. And I wonder if everybody nearby got shivers up their spine when he did this in this moment. I wonder if there was a, he dropped a few, you know, tones and, and some extra decibels came out of his voice as he, as he didn't say, hey, Lazarus, come back to life again. But it says he called him for, he, he called out, come forth. Like, like it's the same tone, I believe, that he was calling the stars, come forth. From nowhere, come forth. And, 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 this, and this, this majestic being of Christ, who was there in the beginning, that made it all happen at the start, can take something that's even dead and gone and call it forth again. What? You like that? I'll move on. You got my point. Here's my second point. He, so he calls, us in, he calls things into existence. He calls you into existence. That's good news. My second point is he calls you into relationship with himself. He calls you to himself. He didn't just call you into being, call you to become alive, but he calls you now, second step, to come unto himself. Come unto me. All who are weary, he's, he's wooing, he's, he's the bird cry, calling out to the, the other bird, come, come unto me. And since your call to existence was made, from then on, he's been calling to you to come unto himself. You are, are, are called, your calling in life is to find your relationship with him. It's your, it's your main calling. In life. He's calling you with that same voice that spoke creation into being. He's calling and demanding. Like he demanded the, uh, the, the, the stars to appear. He's demanding. There's this element to his voice that is, that is, is, is you know, oh, my words are failing me this morning. He's calling out to you. To find your true reason for being in relationship with him. Salvation is available to everybody, every human being. Absolutely, I believe it. He's, he's made a way for every single person. But the Bible does sort of, I'm not going to go into this morning, but the Bible does sort of appear to at times to, to paint the picture that even though it's made available to everybody, he calls certain ones. And if you are sitting here today, know that you are one of those certain ones that he has called. There may be people out there that he's not yet called. Maybe he will. I don't know. He's God. He's made it available for them. It's made it easy for them. But there is a moment in somebody's life that he actually calls. Now's your time. Come and find your true salvation. And we've all had that, hopefully. If you, if not, if you haven't this morning, and I don't know everyone in this place, if you haven't this morning, this could be your time. He's calling you this morning. This is your moment to respond to him in relationship. 2 Corinthians 6.17 paints this picture uh, of... Um, 
uses the statement to come out from among them, come out from the world, and into. He's calling you. You were you were called into into existence, but now out of that existence, where you find yourself in the world, He calls you out again, and He calls you out to come away from the world, come out of darkness and into His glorious light. Amen. 1 Peter 2.9 says this, But you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are a royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. I'm not just talking about a group of people here. I'm talking about you this morning. You need to know that you have been called. You need to know that this scripture is written about you. We're not reading about somebody else's promise. We're reading about your promise this morning. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God for he called you out of darkness and into his glorious light. That's good news. I had a thought, and I believe this to be true, that if you do not live up to his call to commune with him, if, you, if in your life... You don't live up to the to the calling that he is he is reaching out for you to be in relationship with him. You will never feel fulfilled in life. This is your highest calling. You know, people people say oh, I'm called to this and I'm called to that, and I'll get to that in my next point. But your greatest calling. Is to res- so the greatest calling that is going out to your life, the loudest voice that is reaching your existence is your Creator calling you into relationship with Him. And if you don't respond to that voice, you will never find fulfillment, f- true fulfillment. You will never find a, a reason for ex- you'll f- you'll look for other areas. Because you're not responding to the true calling that is going out to you. But you were made to respond to the one calling you. Amen. So the first one is your call into existence. The second one is your call into relationship with him. The third one, and this is my final one, is your call into purpose. You're called to exist. You are called to commune and relate with him, but you are also called to another level, and that's your calling to purpose. Each and every one of you has purpose in your life, and God is calling you up into your purpose. The classic example in the scriptures is, is the whole book of Esther. This whole book, and specifically chapter 4 and verse 14 is well-known um, well-known quote, I believe it was Mordecai talking to his niece Esther, that said, uh, Esther, what if, just, just, just humor me for a moment, what if everything you've been through in your life, everything you've gone through, the reason for your existence was this moment right now? Surely you were born for this moment was the line in the scriptures. 
Now we know this story a little. Some of you may may not be too familiar with it. It's a young girl. Um, the, the God's people are in captivity to the Persians, and um, and they there is a king who's who's um, keeping everybody in. Actually, it wasn't too bad, but he was keeping everybody in um, in in slavery and, and just captivity. Uh, and and Mordecai, this man of God, encourages Esther to to be one of the ones that that uh, a young girl that the the king puts a call out to to you know wants some more wives or maidservants and you know just women around him, and uh, and he goes, yeah, you can do this, and he encourages her, and she goes through this process to to goes through the the you know, the, the culling of numbers and everything. She gets right to the end and he chooses her to be her, his, his queen. Gets to the end, this young Jewish girl gets to the end of the line and she's made it. She's like the winner of the X Factor. And uh, he, she's now made queen. And, um, and now... Mordecai, this is the moment that he says, hold on, Esther, you can see what this king is doing. You can see the position that you've got has got you in right now. Now's the time to respond to your God-given purpose in life. Right there and then through the voice of Mordecai, I believe that the, 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 the call went out to Esther, the call from her creator. This is the time, Esther. Step into your purpose. And she didn't just respond to her uncle's encouragement. She responded to her creator who was calling her into a purpose. And when we can find the call on our life for purpose, man, that's, that, you've made it. That's, that's the third. That's the, final, that's the final step this side of heaven. To be functioning in your purpose, God has called you to do. I've got a few questions for you, and I'll finish up very soon. Do you feel called to? I've got a little list here. We're going to go through it one one at a time. Do you feel the call? Do you sense the call from God to these areas? Do you feel called to the place that you live? To this town, if you live in this town, if you're in Canberra. Do you feel called here? I'm not going to tell you. You don't have to answer, be able to answer this. I just want to ask you this, provoke this thinking. Do you feel that the call of God has gone out over your life to live in this place, in this part of this time frame of your life? Do you sense that call? Do you feel called to the place where you work, your workplace, where you spend most of your day. I don't know, you may not have a job, maybe you're studying, maybe whatever. Do you feel called there? Now, I understand that, you know, life happens, situations happen, one thing leads to the next and we find ourselves in a particular situation. But if you don't feel called to that situation... I, I, honestly, I genuinely feel sorry for you. I've been there. But if you feel called to the place you find yourself in, that's a whole nother story, isn't it? 
that's a whole nother. There is motivation to go now. There is reason to be there. You have been called by the same voice that spoke stars into existence from nothing. You've heard that voice. That same voice has come out of the mouth of God to say, hey, you are called to work where you are. Wow, that would be cool if you've convinced of that call. Let me ask you the next one. Do you feel called to the people in your life? You know, your neighbours, the, the, those that you're rubbing shoulders with every day. Do you feel called to them? Or do you just understand that you, you've, you just happen to be with these people a lot because they've got a similar lifestyle to you? Maybe they live down the road from you. You see them all the time. Or do you sense the call to be their neighbour? The sense, the call to be their friend. Are you hearing me this morning? It's a whole nother way of living, isn't it? How about this church, if you call this church your home? Do you feel called to this church? Now, now I believe that every, every Christian needs to be rooted and grounded in a local church. I believe that. You can't convince me otherwise. But... Some people, you know, you might agree with me right there. You, yeah, I can agree with you on that one, Garen, no worries. But I think, you know, just any church, as long as it preaches Jesus, you know, that could be your confession, your belief. That's fine. I'm not here to judge you this morning. But imagine if you felt called to the particular church you were in, called to this church. Think about this for a moment. If you were called to this specific church by the one that sends out the call with the voice, you know, the extra decibels, called to this place, doesn't that make you, you know, a bit more passionate? Doesn't that make you want to be a bit more committed? I'm not saying you have to be. I'm just assuming that somebody was called to a particular church, they would arrive with their sleeves rolled up, wouldn't you think? They, they would be thinking about it during the week, looking forward to Sunday. What can I bring? What element can I bring? Who can I encourage? Who can I invite? Bring along. Who wasn't there last week that I can ring up and offer a lift to? Like this is the kind of thoughts I think somebody called to a particular church would have. So that same person called to a particular church would get over some offences pretty easily because I'm called to this church. I'm not leaving church over that. I'm called to this church. If I left church over that, I'd be stepping away from that call to be in that church. It might not be all of you. I'm just suggesting a few things that we could feel called to where we live, the place we work, the people in our life, our church, the area in which you live, uh, in which you serve, the ministry, the area in which you serve. Do you feel called to that ministry? I had a couple, I had a couple with Phil yesterday, and man, it just touched my heart when he, he, um, he, he told me that he, he feels called to do what he does here, to, to lead people in worship. He feels called to be a Levite in a local house. like, and, and to be functioning in that calling, feel that must be so um, fulfilling. Like you're not thinking of something else. You're functioning in your call. And to hear him say, I believe I'm called for this, and to have the church say, great, we love what you do. 
you know, go for it. Isn't that cool? Now, I've just listed a half a dozen areas that you could feel a calling to. You may feel that you're called to one of those areas. The other five, you don't sense you're called to those parts of your life. That's just life has brought you to that place. And so you're just functioning. And that's okay. I'm not saying you need to be called to all those things. I'm not saying you need to be called to this church. I'm not saying you need to be called to Batemans Bay. I'm not here to restrict you. I'm not here to, 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 to keep you bound at all. But, I want to encourage you to find your calling in at least a few of those areas. Because if you don't sense a calling in a few of those areas, let me repeat them, where you live, where you work, the people you do life with, the church that you attend, or the, the area you serve in. If you don't know that you're called in a few of these areas, I, I, I want to pray for you this I feel sorry for you this morning because how do you truly find fulfillment in life if you're not sensing that you're called to do what you're doing and where you are and who you're with? The call goes out for you to be exist to, to be formed, to be made for your existence. The call goes out for you to be in relationship. With God, absolutely, that is key. That is the main thing. But there is a third call over your life, and it's your call to purpose. It's your call to function, to achieve, to do something, to be a part of something, to be in connection with somebody, to accomplish. Otherwise, I truly believe He would have just made you an angel to be with Him in heaven. But if you're here on earth, He's put a call on your life for purpose. There is a reason why you are here. Once you stand to your feet, I'm finished there. How you doing, okay? Now, I finished on that third point of purpose and I know that it can be a bit of a, a big topic. Um, but I don't want that to be all this message is about, your calling and your purpose. Because some people here this morning have, have received and need to receive the revelation that God called you into existence. That you're not an accident. That's the biggest point for you this morning. Take that home and run with that. Let that change your life. He called you. He called you before he formed you. For some of you this morning, point two was the clincher for you. And that you don't just stumble into a relationship with God. That upper room Kelly described to us this morning isn't something you've stumbled across. But he's from that upper room, has called you into it. He's even let down the rope. He's, he's dropped the ladder. He's the bridge. And he's calling you into relationship with him. If there was ever a call in your life you need to respond to, 
this one is so much more important than any other call of purpose. It's the call of relationship with Him. And finally, I want to encourage you to find calling in your life for purpose in as many areas of your life as you can, as many as you can. Sometimes you'll an area of your life you won't sense the calling of God, but there'll be another area of your life where you do sense the calling of God. Be encouraged by that and stick with that and work with that. The other time might just be a season that's going to pass. The other time might turn into you hearing the calling of God. I don't know. I don't know. Everyone's different. But be encouraged and find as many areas in your life that you are called to. I'm going to conclude with this scripture. It was Friday's word for today. Actually, a lot of this message lined up with that. And it ties it together beautifully. Jeremiah wrote it for me to uh, conclude this message well. He's a good guy, Jeremiah. He says this, he's speaking on behalf of God. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. In that one verse, we see three, all three elements. I knew you before I formed you. He didn't just come up with something for your life because your, your mother fell pregnant. Oh, quick, I've got to get my head together here. Oh, I've got, got another human being I've got to create and, and, and design a life for. No, no, no. He knew you before you were formed. There was a path for you to walk before you came into existence. He knew you before he formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were even born, he set you apart. That's setting apart. That's that, that, that Christianese S word called sanctification. It's that setting apart that you have been chosen. You've been called out. You've been called to come away from and be in relationship with Him. You've been called out of the crowd. He's chosen you. He's earmarked you. This is Jeremiah's decree. Before you were born, I chose you. I set you apart and I appointed you to be a prophet to the nations. There's your purpose. There's his purpose right there. Existence, relationship, purpose. We're going to sing a song to close this morning. Lord, I pray over every single person here with their heart open right now. Holy Spirit, you're ministering to different people in different ways. I love that. You are God. You are amazing. Some people just let that thought of Him knowing you, designing you, hit home. Him loving you. Thank you, Jesus. Man, we could stay on that point all day. Thank you, Lord. Is there anyone that's never responded to the second point to come in relationship with Him? You can do that right now. You sense a call of your Creator never really known what your life has been about but you sense that there is one that designed you and created you 
and he's calling you into a relationship with him. And if you've never done that, I'd love to pray with you this morning. You just acknowledge that to me. No one else is looking and I'll pray with you. If, if oh, Okay, I'm assuming everyone has. That's fantastic. And Lord, I pray for the third calling that goes out. The calling to purpose. Grace us, Lord, with the ability to respond to our call in life. To our call in life. We want to function in that. We want to function in our calling. As many areas as we can. I'm going to finish there, but I've got one more thought on that topic. That throughout this morning while I've been preaching, if you had a thought of your workplace, your church, you know, when I made that little list, and you thought, yeah, I need to feel called to this. Actually, I do feel called, but my, my, my actions don't make it look like I've been called. You know, my actions aren't lining up with the fact that the God of all of heaven has called me to do this. And I need to make a change in that. I need to make a change in my life. I need to go to work with more purpose. I need to see my friends with more purpose. I need to come to church with more purpose. I don't know what it is for you this morning, but I just want to give you a moment as we sing this song. Make a deal with God. Just get real with Him and um, commit yourself, commit your life to Him. After this song, we're going to close the service. Have a great day. Find God. Lean into God this week. Find that upper room. And we'll see you the big weekend next weekend. We'll see you on Friday night at the Olive Tree. Thanks, guys. You unravel me with a melody. You surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears are gone.